0: We are back with another episode, and we are going to look at franchising. Should I franchise my small business? What does that mean? Or should
1: should I buy a franchise? Should I buy a franchise if I'm looking to expand? Now, I I want to kick this off because there are probably some people that listen to that first bit and they're just like, "Uh, "I'm not interested in franchising. You know, I'm not interested in turning my business into a franchise." Before you tune out, let me tell you this: one of the things that I did early on in my career was I had to take a college course on franchising and I mean the, the whole course wasn't on franchising. I we, was
0: going to say that's a long semester. Wait, wait, well the course was on <laughs>
1: entrepreneurship and we did a a full segment on franchising. Oh cool. And I wasn't super jazzed about it because I'm just like yeah franchising but it really opened up my mind to entrepreneurship as a whole mm-hmm. because uh, you got to admit People that franchise, franchises work
0: because they're really well because the small business itself works. Yeah. And that's what And they proved that by repeating it. I, I want to
1: focus a lot in on that is you might not be wanting to franchise today but if you can set up your business to where oh, it's yeah. franchisable oh baby. that's huge yeah and and so i, I want to talk about that but i also want to talk about the fact that if you're looking to get into business A quality franchise is, it's a solid option. It's not a bad way to go. It's not a bad way to go. So I I think there's a lot that we can talk about and a lot that we can learn as entrepreneurs. For sure. Even if that's not in our immediate horizon, it's still a great topic. So we hope that you hang with us because you're going to learn a lot today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. I think first let's start off with talking a little bit about what franchising is. I'm sure that this is basic knowledge to a lot of people, but... Um, some people might not know what it is. Well, I certainly wasn't aware of the full extent of of what it took to franchise and be a franchise. So I kind of want to start there. So
1: here's the crazy thing. When I was first studying franchises, I kind of just like, oh, okay, you either start your own business or you do a franchise. Like those are your two options, A and B. And we went through and we talked about all of the different things you can do with your business, like licensing. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it and I'm just like, oh, okay, I mean, I understand licensing, or I understood licensing at the time, and I never really pictured that as a form of business. But a lot of times, these businesses will grow to a point... And then they look at it and they're like, how do I leverage myself? How do I leverage my process that I have put together? Yeah. And, you know, maybe you want to license, maybe you want to franchise, maybe you want to sell your business. You know, these are all yeah. viable options of, you know,
0: capitalizing yeah. on, on the value of your business. And so- Well, I, so I always thought about this specifically in terms of restaurants right, right? It, i don't i
1: don't know I'm, it it feels like that's where it should go yeah very I, stereotypical i don't know
0: if it came just from mcdonald's and that being such a popular case of you know figuring out the system and going through the process of taking this fast food restaurant or this this restaurant and turning it into a whole fast food chain right yeah, right it's a pretty pro- pretty popular example of franchising but you could franchise Uh, Anything. Anything, right?
1: And so, uh, okay, the idea of franchising is pretty much it's a way to get some quick capital. Yep, and to leverage other people's interest in your business, their expertise, their financial resources. Yep. Because when I buy a franchise, basically... So the owner of a business, you know, I've got a successful business and I want to grow and expand this business. Well, I could grow and expand it myself with my own resources, which at some point are going to cap out. I don't care how, you know how deep your pockets are at some point are going to cap out. Or I can say, hey you, why don't you pay for my idea, take my process, my brand, and you launch it in your city and now all of a sudden I'm leveraging your dollar. And that, mm-hmm. that to me was, was kind of a, a game-changing idea when it came to franchising is I was with you. Oh, uh, you, you franchise! You know that means McDonald's, or, French fries. Yeah, that's that's chicken what it nuggets is, and right? burgers, <laughs> and 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 it it's so not. It's there's there's so much more going on than just um, you know the, the than than just growing a restaurant. It's leveraging dollars
0: from other people, and, and and I I love how you state that. You know, it's really leveraging. It's taking advantage of that. Um, uh, that option, right? That's available to small business owners. All small business owners, if you can get your crap together in a really refined way, anybody can franchise, uh-huh. right? And so, and and you mentioned earlier that it's not just capital, though. Capital is a, a a really common way to dive into franchising. Is you know, somebody pays you a bunch of money to use your idea. You still own the idea right. or you still own the brand or, or whatever it is, but they're paying you. They're using their financial resources to uh, have access to, to that. grow one. your brand. But like you mentioned, there are other options. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take on uh, financial resources in order to, or you don't have to have that as your only, that's not your only option for leveraging resources. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
1: Now, I want to back up before we get too far ahead of ourselves, and you know, we mentioned that you can franchise just about anything,
0: like a paper mill. Sure, <laughs>
1: I'm going to franchise a paper mill. <laughs> so, I love that example because th- it's like it's a horrible the example. I, I, I was going to say, what 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 was that? Like seven episodes that you you introduced the paper mill. Yeah. I'm like, what uh-huh. the crap? Uh, Brookshire Hathaway is uh, it, it was a paper mill, I believe.
0: Really? So, yeah. And no way.
1: Yeah. So uh, Warren Buffett, he invested in Brookshire Hathaway. They kind of went under. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he ended up basically buying them out. Yeah. And that's where the whole, like, like he didn't intend to necessarily own this this paper mill and create this this company from it, right. but he ended up buying them out because he invested in them and they went under, and then he bought the company and and took it over, I turned it around. So uh, there there you go,
0: paper mill. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad example. <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's still a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I. I I would recommend if you've never really looked at what has you know what is available to be franchised. um, There's a website that I personally like, FranNet, F R A N N E T dot com. And when I say I like this, there are other sources out there. You know, they're not the only ones that do this. This is just the one that uh, you know that I'm kind of familiar with, and. When I went in and looked at their list of franchises, I was kind of blown away. And it really, it broadened my perspective to the fact that, yeah, anything can be franchised. And so, you know, if I'm a business owner and I'm looking uh, at my business, one of the questions I want to ask myself is, can I franchise my business? Can I license my business? Are there ways for me to profit off of my business that don't involve me selling my direct goods or services. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and as a small business, am I to that level? Right. You have to be to a certain level of performance to, to be able to consider that as an option. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's like, if I were to go out and be like, Hey, uh, Atlanta Hawks, I want to play on your guys's team. They would laugh at me because I'm not that, level of athletic, right? Right. I mean, I do some pretty cool stuff. I can play sports. I can catch a ball pretty well and whatever, but I'm definitely not to that level. I don't have my crap together in that way, right? And
1: and so that's one of the things that I want to talk about here for a second is how do you get your business to that level? Whether you're going to franchise or not, how do you get your business to that level?
0: Yeah. And what questions should you be asking yourself to know whether or not you're ready.
1: And I wanna start with this whole idea of the process. Perfect. What is your process? How repetitive is your business? You know, and you you brought up McDonald's. McDonald's does not have the best hamburger in the world. There I are hope. so many better hamburgers out there. Why is McDonald's so successful? Because they have one of the best processes in the world. Yeah. Food is difficult to be consistent. And yet, they have such a dialed-in process that they create consistent hamburgers worldwide, very minor deviation, if at all. And it can all be run by pretty much, uh, you know, a bunch of teenagers that, yeah, you know, high school kids, yeah, that are able to manage this restaurant. I mean, that's a dialed-in process. Yeah. And And I'm being somewhat facetious. There, th- right. there is more to you know the McDonald's franchise than that. But the idea is that the process is so smooth that everyone knows how it works. Whether you are in Tennessee or whether you are in the UK, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. You know how the process works. Yeah.
0: So I was in Germany and I, we were in this uh, downtown area and we came across some fast food restaurants that I recognized McDonald's being one of them and I was like no way and I just had to go in just to see what it was like it, was this the same restaurant that I had been to back in my home state in America right mm-hmm. so I walk in sure enough same colors same types of you know seating and tables and same menus and same freaking hamburgers and it's like same uniforms same freaking everything it's like That's creepy that they're following me. Just kidding. They're not following me, but that, that they're that, you know, they have that broad of a reach and it's the exact same. It's crazy. Yeah. But so yeah, if you as a small business can identify, like you said, identify this step by step process, it's got to be very clear and very simple, right? You've got to know exactly the details of each step of this process and be able to walk through it time and time again and have the same outputs, whatever that is, whether that's hamburgers or whether that's widgets or whether that's a service, whatever. Mm -hmm. You've got to just, that's got to be replicable.
1: Right. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to back up for just a second. Sure. Because something was not setting well with me. Berkshire Hathaway was a cotton. Textile mill, not a paper mill. Oh. I apologize. I, I had to fact check myself because when I was talking, I'm like, wait a second, I don't think it was paper. So I apologize for, for that.
0: And I totally bought into it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Well,
1: and that, that's what it was, I was thinking. It sounded uh, familiar,
0: for sure. I, it, it
1: was a mill. I mean, I, I, I wasn't like, you know, they didn't do space exploration and I'm calling <laughs> them a paper mill. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, this
0: process. So what? Is, what is? I know. Whoop! Bing! 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 bing, bing. Pinball. <laughs> I know. Um, so what? Is, what? Are, what are our small business owners that are listening? Our entrepreneurs that are listening? They have a process. They're like, yeah, that's that sounds familiar. You know, maybe they need to tweak some things to get that dialed in. Um, so let's let's start there. I, I, How do they go about identifying? Yes. Areas in their process to become more efficient.
1: So this is the easiest test in the world but it's kind of a scary test to do pull yourself out of the equation. If you're the business owner, pull yourself out of the equation. Hand someone the instruction manual, you know, whether that's your standard operating procedures, whether that is, you know, you've got a, uh, you know, kind of like a a workflow process, whether that is the employee handbook, whatever your process is. Pull yourself out of the equation and allow someone to operate strictly off of the information that is contained in that in that handbook or a pile of sticky notes or a pile of sticky notes <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean picture this That happens though right it's it, it it's your daughter's birthday and she wanted a uh, you know a, a doll house for her birthday i i, I had this happen a couple years back and i opened up the instruction it it was pretty extensive but the instructions were so well written it's Take item J, stick it in, connect it to. An item J ML. is labeled. Yeah, right? and and at the end, I was able to bu- build this beautiful dollhouse because the instructions were there. But in our business, we think the instructions are there. But what happens when it's like, well, boss, what do I do? Oh, you do this. Isn't that obvious? Yeah, I've told you that before. Someone's like, well, wait a second. I, I thought we did it this way. Oh, y- yeah, we do it that way. You mm-hmm. know and and that is more common of what happens and I'll tell you what if you're trying to franchise and if your if your instruction manual is haphazard or you know fly by the seat of your pants
0: or if there's room for deviation right oh yeah like to me that's a big one if you because Everybody's different, right? People are going to want to do things their own way, and they're going to want to experiment or try something or say, you know what? I think I know a little bit better. I'm going to do this this way. That's not what we're after here. We are after do X, add in Y, it equals Z, period. End of story. Don't change anything. Don't do Y first and then X. Nothing gets switched around. We're doing this exactly the same way. Yeah, And- And
1: you know, we just did an episode on how boring success can be. That's be- it. Because <laughs> yeah. just, it's like kill the creativity. But, but honestly, there are aspects of your business where you can be creative, but process should not be one
0: of those. Yeah. And in fact, I think I it's my firm belief that process opens up the availability and opportunity to be creative. In a small business. Ooh, that's deep. I'm going to make you expand on that. I think we need a whole other episode for that, but I will touch on it lightly. If you have you have this great idea as an entrepreneur, uh, you're going to provide this widget to the world, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to manufacture it and ship it out, right? So you get your process dialed in. Now, all of a sudden, you can apply all of your energy into replicating that in different ways, you know, through your, your marketing channels, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, can we come up with a marketing process to specifically dial in how to sell this product? Right. Mm-hmm. When we take this widget, we do X to the masses, you know, whether that's social media or demonstrations or, or whatever we get Y. And if you can dial that in, all of a sudden you become unstoppable, right? Like, cause essentially that's, what Coca Cola does, they don't sell their they don't sell the bottles of of Coke anymore. They sell the syrup, right? Yeah. That's insane. When I learned that, it was like my mind was blown because it was like they're not even selling their their end product. <laughs> they don't sell their end product. They sell it to people who bottle it up and distribute it and sell it from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All the because they found that that's the best way to to dial in their process. They can repeat that time and time again, and they can scale those results. And that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm kind of all over the map here, but when you Well, you're-
1: well let, me, let me give you an example of uh, an experience that I had, and I think this yeah. will kind of tie in what, what you're explaining. So <clears throat> I had an opportunity once to come into a company, their sales team was struggling quite a bit in trying to figure out how they were going to grow their sales. And so when I went in and I sat down with the uh, management team and I sat down with the sales team and I said, look, you guys are kind of all over the board and this is what is killing your, your sales growth. And immediately they fired back uh, with it was it was one guy in particular uh, on the sales team, and he's like, "You are gonna kill all of my creativity. You are gonna make it so I can't do anything. You are just coming and trying to clip my wings." And I mean, he w- he was pretty vocal about this, right? Yeah, and and I am like, "Look, I get where that's coming from. I understand." That's not at all what's happening here. I need you guys to trust that this is really going to liberate you, not restrict you. So they were willing to give it time. And I told them, I said, you've got to give it time. I asked for six months. yeah, And they agreed to six months. And so they said, okay. Uh, We'll give it six months. And so for that six-month period, we went through and we just worked on process, 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 process. And right at first, oh, man, people were not happy. Oh, yeah. But then, uh, and, and I remember when this guy came up to me and he said, he's like, this is at the end of the six months. He's like, I learned something. What was that? He said, I was spending most of my days doing things that I I was cleaning up messes yeah, and I didn't enjoy cleaning up messes and I could never get to what I really enjoyed because I had to spend so much time cleaning up messes. Now I had all the creativity and all the flexibility in the world to clean up these messes, but it was still cleaning up messes. Once we put this process in place, it eliminated the messes, so I could put my creative juices toward coming up with new sales strategies, going after new customers, the things that actually are most appealing to me in my job. And, and so that was a big moment for me. I I yeah. really, you know, I really enjoyed that moment. Uh, but it also iterates this concept of yeah, a, a process is liberating. It, it's very liberating.
0: And I, and I think that a lot of people, so I, I really like how you mentioned that at first they weren't having it, right? Right. Like this was a struggle to to get on, to get everybody on the bus. Uh, because I think that initially that's, everybody's got, got feeling is like, no, I don't like, kind of like you're alluding to. I don't want the process. Process sucks. Process is boring. It's not going to work. Blah, 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 blah. All the complaints kind of come out, right? Right. right. But once, like you said, once you get those out of the way, once the understanding is there that it's not taking anything away, it's just putting those pieces together in, you know, for me it's like a game kind of. Mm-hmm. Like if I can dial this in, like if I can do this a little bit better, I can beat my time, I can, you know, I get a personal record, I can whatever. And it's like you get down to that and all of a sudden you're you're performing this task or you're, you're providing your widget or, you know, this process is happening at a, in a phenomenally efficient way. Mm-hmm. And then you can keep doing that because you have it already dialed in, but then you can start doing something else and you can apply that same vigor and creativity to something else. Like I said, like marketing or whatever. And once you start to kind of get those things dialed in, experimenting, And coming up with more efficient ways to do this and that and the other, all of a sudden you become exquisitely efficient and franchisable and scalable. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of money to be made in scaling up.
1: Well, and okay, so... I want to take what you're talking about, and I want to look at it from the other side. We've talked a lot about making your business franchisable and the importance of doing that. But I want to talk about should I purchase someone else's franchise? Okay, There are a ton of entrepreneurs out there who they look at it and they say, Boring. I don't want to follow someone else's process. And as yeah. we're talking about, that can actually be a liberating experience. If someone has already done the dirty work, if they figured yeah. out what sells, exactly. You know, you might want to be the person who purchases that secret recipe from them. And then, you know, you just you, you just cook. Uh, and And so, uh, you know, I I look at uh, my style of cooking in the kitchen and my wife's style of cooking in the kitchen. She loves to follow the recipe because she figures, look, someone took a lot of time to figure out what tastes good. They came up with the ratios. They already did the trial and error. Yeah. And so she wants to follow the recipe. Me, I look at recipes as guidelines. I'm like, ah, it gives me some ideas, kind of, you know, helps me go in a direction. But I'm going to blaze my own trail. That's how
0: I look at the painted lines on the road. (laughs) Wow! <laughs> they're just guidelines. Kind of I, I feel safe, <laughs> <laughs> right? There's certain, there's certain, they're different colors to keep my attention, uh, right? That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so you know, when I cook, sometimes I come up with things that are amazing, but sometimes I come up with things that are uh, less than palatable. Describes my driving as well. <laughs> 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 and my wife is consistent. Yeah. You know, like her stuff always tastes good. And, and so I look at franchises. I'm like, you know, if someone else has figured out the recipe, maybe you could just follow it. And yeah. not all franchises are great franchises. Some of them are amazing.
0: Some of them are not. You have to do your homework. Right. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. There's a reason why it costs so much and takes so much time to be able to get into a, a McDonald's franchise. Right, Right? Some of those other big names in restaurants and granted we're talking a lot about restaurants, but there's a reason
1: why it's your, your bigger, better franchises
0: have a bigger barrier to entry. There's a reason for that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about that barrier to entry, and uh, there's a lot of content here, but we're, we're at the end of our episode. So this will be the final piece that I want to wrap up with, and that is leveraging the information from the barrier to entry that you can use in your own business. That was a really complicated way to say you can learn a lot by how much they're charging for the franchise.
0: Yep. That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> I
1: I could I, I was looking at your face, and as I was talking, like you're giving me this look of, uh, you know, like yeah. like word vomit was coming out, and you're just no stop. So I
0: <laughs> I'm I'm glad you
1: clarified. <laughs> Thank you. So if you go on, uh, you know, any franchise. They will have the uh, purchase price of the franchise. They will also have the capital investment that you are required to have up front for that franchise. And most uh, novice entrepreneurs are going to look at those numbers and they're going to think to themselves, whoa, these are really big. I can do this better on my own. You can't. This is a dialed in process. They have taken the time to figure out how much it costs and how much capital you need in the bank to be successful. Yep. These numbers came from lots of people figuring this out in lots of different markets. And so if you go and look at a franchise and that franchise is, you know, like like you want to do a fitness franchise. And you're like, oh my goodness, they they want twenty thousand dollars and then they're gonna require that I have another fifty thousand dollars in capital. I'm gonna go start my own gym and all I need is fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're not charging that much for their brand. Right. Most of that money is literally what it costs to start that gym.
0: Because there's there's a lot of other there are, are a lot of other factors that go into this, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've done their market research, they've done their homework. They know that they have to have a certain level of quality of equipment, for example. Like if one of the things you're thinking is, oh, I could just get cheaper equipment. Maybe that's the breaker or the the deal breaker between it working and it not working. Right.
1: Yeah. And so home uh franchises have done their homework learn from that do your homework you know don't there there are there are bad franchises out there there are bad deals that you don't want to take and if you are unsure or you know if you don't know just slow down take some time learn what you're doing first yeah. You know, it it's like anything in life, it's like if if you rush into it, well, don't be surprised when it's not what you thought it was. Don't yeah. don't marry the first girl that you ever go on a date with.
0: Yeah, figure out what you're looking at.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and 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 so um that but there's a lot there's a lot to be learned from franchises. So even if you're not interested in franchising, there's a lot of value in learning about franchises to help you do better with your business. And I I guess that's kind of what I want to wrap up with today is just, uh, you know, take those opportunities to learn, 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 do your homework, uh, slow down a little bit, put that process in place. These are all great things for your business. Yeah.
0: Challenge yourself and try to figure out a way to do things better and more efficiently, even if you're not thinking of franchising, right? Yeah, absolutely. So hope you enjoy this episode. We will catch you next time. Again, we
1: are at marketingmanagementmoney.com. If you want to reach us, that is Ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com.